Michael Pollitt, thank you for talking to Judge Business School White Paper Series podcast today. I believe you've been studying what happens to oil companies when they're privatised. Can you tell us what your research shows? Um, well, our research shows that um, the privatisation of national oil companies leads to a significant improvement in the performance of those companies. Um, it improves the efficiency with which uh, oil is produced and it actually improves the amount of output that each of these national oil companies produces. And if that's good, why don't we privatise them all? That's good research. Um, well, I think uh, governments who own these national oil companies like um, Saudi Arabia or Iran uh, or Egypt um, have a concern about the control of their oil resources and they're very um, worried about the fact that they might give these resources away cheap if they privatise them. I believe there are some staggering sums involved in terms of your research dealing with the figures and showing, well, you move from this uh, to that. Well, yes. I mean, the, 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 the statistics show that it's possible that if you were to privatise all of the remaining national oil companies, you could get a 15% increase in world oil output simply on the basis of the efficiency effects that we observe from individual privatisations that have already occurred. But is that a good thing? Because if you're getting privatised profits, they're not going into society. It just means you're, you're bolstering the profits of private companies and shareholders. Well, of course, um, how governments gain from their oil resources occurs in a number of ways. It can occur either from owning the shares of your national oil company or from um, tax revenue from oil receipts. And Countries like the UK, of course, have benefited from privatisation of their oil companies like British Petroleum um, from having a tax regime which allows the country to extract the oil regime, uh, the, the oil revenue, and also from corporate profits tax. So it can go back into society in some way? Yes, it can be win-win. Clearly, the private shareholders will expect a decent return, but the improvement in performance is so great that it's quite possible that the exchequer benefits as well as the shareholders. But we have actually seen increasing state intervention in the oil companies because oil is seen as such a resource to a, a country's economy that we need it and we can't let these private people control it. It's too threatening. We have in some countries like uh, Venezuela, but of course in other countries like Norway, um, we've seen uh, continuing privatisation. And I think the difference between those sorts of countries is, of course, the um, quality of the governance in those countries. In Venezuela, it's partly the fact that the government hasn't been well managed over many years and that um, society hasn't been confident that it could actually... Uh, retain a decent stake in these companies via uh, the tax regime, whereas in Norway there's been a, a feeling that, of course, uh, society can continue to benefit by having a good tax regime for oil. And that, actually they're, they're both working under the political philosophies of their own countries in a way. They're, they're letting the oil fit into the political philosophy. Yes, because of oil is, um, from some of these countries a very significant part of their economy, um, you know, maybe a quarter of uh, their GDP. And clearly that means that oil is an amazingly strategic industry and um, 
politicians are very focused on it. Whereas in the UK, of course, oil was only ever about 5% of GDP, even at the peak of production and prices. Okay. I believe there's an apocryphal story about BP. Can you tell it to us? Um, well, the BP is a um, very interesting country, company because, of course, it combines a long history of um, state involvement and partial um, state involvement right up until um, the first privatisation in the recent period in 1979, after which BP continued to massively improve its uh, productivity and to expand its uh, its assets around the world. So what we can see from BP is that BP is a good example of a, of a company being gradually released from state control and freed up to um, improve performance and deliver continuing benefit for the UK. And of course, BP is currently one of the biggest contributors um, to uh, the uh, exchequer via the taxes on BP's profits. Really, so it's horses for courses. You can win both ways, but the main thing is to keep your oil companies profitable. Well, to keep them um, successful um, and to give them the freedom to do what private oil companies do best, which is, of course, to use private incentives to seek out new assets, to exploit the assets that they have um, efficiently and to basically operate in a very profitable way. Uh, because the temptation with a wholly owned national oil company is that um, you will use it as a sort of uh, vehicle for cronyism. There'll be far too many people employed in it. They won't be particularly efficient. You won't seek out uh, new um, oil discoveries particularly uh, uh, you know, particularly well. And um, there'll be general underperformance of the company over a long period. Because... We do know that actually states, in a way, fear privatisation. They fear losing that control, even if it's only 5% of GDP, because it, you know, it, it, it's almost a security threat if you lose control of your oil. Well, I've got, of course, I think that argument is often made that there's something to do with national security in owning assets. But, of course, it's a very weak argument with assets which are physically impossible to remove. So, of course, Britain still has its oil fields and its gas fields under national control. They're just under private operation. Um, so it's a completely false argument to suggest there's some sort of national security aspect to the actual ownership and operation of national oil assets. Is price a factor? Do we know that privatisation increases price? Um, well, privatisation um, has is likely to have no effect on the actual world pl price of oil in the short run. It would only affect the world price of oil if um, the privatised company so increased its output of oil that that did something to the world mar market price of oil. Now, you, in terms of your research, if we're saying that privatisation for the, the oil companies is good if economies need to grow and we need more oil at competitive prices, we're now entering a global recession does that still apply? I mean, is it good to privatise oil or should we just say, well, it doesn't matter anymore because we don't need it? Well, of course, one hopes that the recession is only temporary and um, the reasons for recent concerns about oil production will come back again once the uh, world economy resumes its upward growth trend 
Um, there are clearly are some fundamental supply and demand side um, issues with the oil sector. Underlying demand continues to grow and um, supply becomes much more difficult to find. Okay, so the uh, maxim is even during the recession, we've got to plan and, and plan for when these precious resources will be needed again, so privatise them. Well, exactly. I, I mean, I think that there will uh, continue to be an issue about um, getting the maximum amount of oil out of the ground that we can in order to meet the needs that we have. I think for individual governments, there, of course, continues to be an issue about the exact timing of privatisation. Clearly, one would like to sell one's oil assets at the top of the market um, and get the maximum possible price for one's shares. Um, But predicting the top of the market is quite difficult, as we can observe from recent developments in the financial markets. Um, And it's possible to gradually privatise your oil assets in several tranches of privatisation in order to make sure that you, the, the average price that you get for your shares is, uh, is high. Michael Pollitt, thank you very much indeed for talking to Judge Business School White Paper Series podcast today. Thank you.